0: Hey guys, welcome back to Inner Monologue with me, Olivia Neal. Today, I'm going to be telling you about my experience at Magic Mike Live in London. and watching my mum get a lap dance. I'm going to be telling you about my exciting plans. Ah! Something really exciting is coming up and it may involve me flying a plane. Uh, I'm also going to be telling you about how I've discovered my face is paralysed, but we'll get into that okay guys I feel like I've actually done a lot since we last spoke and there's there was one thing that I did and I was like I there's only sometimes I think No, okay there's a lot of times I think this but like when it was happening I was like oh my god I cannot wait to fucking debrief about this on the podcast I just like I really think about you guys in these pivotal moments anyway I went to my wait <laughs> sorry let me start in chronological order um my mum and sister came over to visit me. I think the last time we spoke, they were about to come over and visit me. And they visited me for the weekend. It was so nice. It was we went to some amazing restaurants, had a lot of great food. We did wholesome things, went for walks. My mum helped me like organize my entire life. I'm quite good at keeping my house tidy. And it's more like a surface level tidy, because I host a lot of my friends, at my house, quite a lot. So I like to like, I don't want them to come in like shit all over the floor. So I keep it tidy. But I keep it tidy in, like, a deceitful kind of way. Like, I'm, like, throwing all bed sheets into a cupboard and never cleaning them. Or, like, I let the mind of dirty washing pile up to the point that, like like sometimes i let it like get a bit bad that i'll just buy new white t-shirts which is the worst thing ever like just fucking wash them like that's like the one thing sometimes i like i I let pile up is dirty washing and like my guests can't see my dirty washing so it doesn't really matter but it actually does matter Olivia. So grow up anyways my mum came and she helped me attack my dirty washing pile um she just sort of oh I, i literally cleared out half of my wardrobe donated so much stuff to charity i'm so bad for i just should really sell things on depop um but I'm just I'm, like because my mom would help me do it. But then she'd go back to Belfast and then it'd be up to me to bring it to the post office. And I just would never get around to it. So instead, I just donate everything to charity, which is also like whoever lives not here. Well, I mean, you don't have to live in my area to go to the charity shop. But whoever goes to the charity shop that I that I donate my stuff to. You guys have hit the fucking jackpot because there are some gems in there because I'm really good at that. Like I'm not a hoarder, really. I don't think like I am really cutthroat when it comes to making decisions to um, get rid of things. Like, my mom will hold up. Maybe something that I once loved and would actually hold, uh, does hold sentiment to me and I could pass on to a child, but if I haven't worn it in the past six months, it's going to the charity shop. And I did it and I got rid of so much stuff that I feel a bit minimalistic now and I love it. I mean, I am in no means minimalistic because I actually have too much, I still have too much stuff um, in my opinion. I don't like, I just don't think I need a lot. I wear a pair of jeans and a jumper every single day. So look, I definitely don't need as much as I do. So I probably will do another like big spring clean soon when my mom comes next. For Christmas this year, my sister got me and my mom and herself tickets to Magic Mike. Now, if you don't know what this is, basically, obviously, Magic Mike is a movie about male strippers. And I was never really into the movies. Like, I never really watched them. I wasn't a big fan. Like, I still don't know if I find Channing Tatum hot. He's, like, the main guy. And I just don't really get the whole Channing Tatum thing. Like, I think I love Channing Tatum in 21... Well, actually, 22 Jump Street. I think 22 Jump Street is better than 21 Jump Street, personally. But I love that movie. Anyway, I love him in that. Um, but I'm not like, oh, like I want to rip Channing Tatum's clothes off. I never really was. He was never really my type. Did anyone see that photo of Jacob Lauderdale recently? He looked really, because I never really understood the whole Jacob Lauderdale thing. Because he's just too big. Like he's a too, like he's just like not my type. Like I just feel like he would, Um, he would join me. And obviously like a lot of people, like a lot of girls type is that. Because like they want like a big man. Like a, you know, like it makes sense. But he's recently got really skinny. And apparently it's actually for a role. It's actually really bad. I shouldn't be talking about this. Who cares about bodies? <laughs> Sorry i hear people comment on my body so why am i commenting on someone else's body but anyway i think he looks really good recently and he's like my like becoming my type i like a boy who looks like on the brink of death um and a little bit sickly actually anyway so i never really understood the whole channeling Tatum things i wasn't really into magic mike until last valentine's day me and my friends went to see the new magic mike on valentine's day was the most like single thing i've ever done and i was like newly single as well and i was like spending valentine's day watching magic mike and it was a little bit like depressing but also it wasn't really, really good. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, maybe, like, I'm into Magic Mike anyway. I left the cinema feeling a little bit of, like, a, like, a, ooh. That was, like, a sexual awakening. But I did never watched it again. I never really thought of Magic Mike until my sister got us these tickets to a live show of Magic Mike in London. And I'd heard about this live show before. And it's basically, like, a live, like, a live Magic Mike. It's just, like, it's, I guess it's just, like, male strippers. And um, and it's in the Hippodrome Casino, which is also like is so bizarre to me. Like, why is there a, a live Magic Mike like theater show in the Hippodrome Casino? The Hippodrome Casino is like the, this like huge casino in Leicester Square, I think. And it's open till five a.m. I've always hear people go and I've never set foot inside a casino before. But people go all the time because it's like the only thing open till like six a.m. or whatever whatever time it's open until. Also, did you know in America? I only found this out recently. You drink for free in casinos. They give you free alcohol in casinos. Isn't that crazy? I never knew that and it makes sense because people then just like want to like go to get free drink and then they end up gambling and the, the drunker they get the more they gamble of course it makes sense but I'm like I would just go to like casinos all the time and just take their free drinks and not gamble because I don't I don't I would never gamble before anyway I didn't know what to expect I'd heard things about it before I heard people love it but I was like this like is not my vibe I don't want to see I don't want to see men taking like stripping like that I don't I don't want to see like them in like tight boxer shorts like that's just disgusting to me sorry i just it was not my vibe anyway i go with my mom and sister i don't know what to expect i'm also sober this night because i had been drinking like a couple nights in a row and i was just like i need to take a night off and i knew it was gonna be a big week because it was london fashion week coming up so i was like let me just go sober but also like kind of a terrible night to go sober but anyway i was like let me just go sober i'm having mom and my sister i don't need to get drunk my mom and sister were tipsy mind you i go in and it was i don't want to give too much away apart from it was ins- ins- insane. It was so fucking good. It was the best time ever. And like when I relay the story to people, everyone's like, "That sounds like my literal hell." And I'm like, "Yeah, like it's like my worst nightmare." But it was so much fun. For context, let me tell you a couple things that happened. A man literally came up to me and was like humping my face. Like it was. Oh, sorry, just even saying that is just vile. And then like I watched my mum get a lap dance. And then my sister got brought up on stage and laid down on the floor and a man was grinding on her. Like, disgusting, disgusting behavior. But it was the best time ever. And you just won't get it until you go. So you have to trust me. If you're ever in London with your friends, go to Magic Mike. Like, best night out ever. They, like, bring you cocktails, like, to your table. And you just get drunk with your friends. I mean, I wasn't drunk, but I was, like, like everyone else in that um theater i guess it was was drunk and like the girls went feral and like honestly it, it made me understand why men love going to strip clubs so much i was like if a strip club is half as much fun as this then i completely get it like it was it was such a fucking good time and i'm going to go back with all my friends and get drunk and like dress up because like i was like wearing like jeans and a cardigan like classic like i just i feel like i've been doing that a lot recently i've been dressing a little bit too casually on nights out but like I thought it would be so fun to go and like a little like like dress up in like heels and a dress and like get drunk with your friends and go to Magic Mike. I just can't recommend it enough, guys. Honestly, best night I ever. And I was like, I, it wasn't even a night out for me. Like, I was just there like, after dinner with my mum and sister, like, drinking water. But, like, if I was drunk, like, that would have been, like, the best night of my life. I still had a great time. But it was also weird seeing my mum get a lap dance. But honestly, could not recommend enough. Go. That's all I can say is just go. And you'll understand why it, it, I loved it so much. It was, like, so awkward. And, like, if you have social anxiety, like, you will be dying the entire time. But it was so fun. Then it was London Fashion Week. What, I'm trying to think if I've got any, like, updates for you on that honestly I, oh, I went to the burberry show i only went to one show i went to the burberry show but that, like that was like an iconic moment for me i love burberry i think like burberry is like probably the biggest british fashion brand like i feel like it's so quintessentially british i like, guess like, the only i mean it's not the only british fashion but obviously there's amazing british designers and there's so many up-and-coming ones and all that stuff but burberry is like the i feel like, it's, like a heritage brand. And I've never, it recently got taken over by Daniel Lee, who was at Bottega before. He was the creative director of Bottega. You know the Bottega bag I have, as if you guys know everything I own. But like, um, you know, like the really famous Bottega bags. I feel like everyone has, not everyone has. That's so stupid. But like Molly May has it. And it's like, you'll know what I mean, if you know what I mean. But anyway, um, he like did all those bags for Bottega and he made Bottega kind of like back on the map again and like, gave them their like signature bag. And honestly, that's what a lot of like fashion houses want is like they want an iconic signature bag because that's where they make their dough. It's like when people like, are like, I want the Bottega bag, you know, it's, like people aren't so often buying a 6,000 pound Bottega jacket like for me it's like I would much rather spend money on a bag or like a pair of shoes that I can actually wear every day instead of buying buying like a really expensive jacket that like I feel like you wouldn't wear as much so he was at Bottega he did all that stuff for them and then he moved to Burberry and he's not the creative director of Burberry and he's I think he's done like two show two or three shows for Burberry this show yeah and I think this was his third show and he kind of got a bit of stick for his first two shows we were like oh like he's not really doing well for Burberry like he's like still finding his feet whatever like this was a mistake making him creative director but this show which was the first burberry show i was invited to which was just so exciting as well like the people there as well i was just like oh the people watching at these shows are insane anyway um because they obviously just invite like loads of celebrities like loads of british celebrities and i was like like little yoddy was there and, ah! sorry i was just like you know i love people watching so these are like this is like my dream is going to these shows anyway um this show was insane you should, like, go look at the photos of it. Like, yeah, you can see it on Vogue Runway. I don't know if you guys care about this, but, like, this show was so good. And, like, there were so many things. I think a lot of the time when you see these, like, fashion shows, you're like, oh, so who's ever going to wear this stuff? Like, it's not every day. Attire, but like everything on this runway, I was like, I could wear that. Like, I want to wear that. I want that, and I want that, and I want that. And it's just so rare. Like I never actually want anything from a runway show. I mean, of course, there's like definitely like a couple bags here and there, a couple of shoes. I'm like, oh, I could definitely see myself wearing that. But it's like in general, it's like they're just a bit out, out there look So it's like they're not they're not going to put everyday wear on a runway. It just looks boring. But he somehow managed to do that and still make it exciting and like super cool and high fashion. And, oh, it was an amazing show. It was, like, my favorite show I've been to in a long, long time. When I think about, like, my favorite shows I've been to, my first par- show, my first runway show I ever went to was actually in Paris, and it was a Mumu one. And that was the Mumu show where they, like, debuted. Honestly, it was, like, their big their big show back, because, like, Mew is like, one, I think it's been the top brand for the past three years, like, fashion brand. And, like, they've really come back on the map. They had a bit of, like, a lull. And the thing that put them back on the map was this show that, that was the first show I went to. So, like, that's, like, an iconic memory for me. I'll always remember that. But it was um their little... Remember their micro skirts? And they put micro skirts back on the map after that. I actually wore it once to the Brits, but it's, like, this tiny, tiny little, like, beige pleated skirt. And it was iconic. But, like, that show, that whole show was amazing. So, yeah, I always remember that show. And I think this Burberry show will go, like, will stick in my head for a long, long time. But yeah, it was an honor to be there. So cool. So amazing. Great people watching as well. And then after that, we went to Milan. We me. I went to Milan for Milan Fashion Week. I went for Prada show. It was my first time going to a Prada show as well, so I was really really excited. So cool. So cool to be there. Um such an honor and so grateful for everything. I just love Italy. I just love the vibes. I love Tuscany. I love the south of Italy. I love the Amalfi Coast oh it's the best it's the best place ever even like Rome Rome is an amazing city would highly recommend going to Rome or Florence Florence is beautiful the Prada show was insane it was so cool I feel like the Prada show was amazing as well because it's such a huge production and they had like because Prada is like one of the biggest brands I feel like it's yeah like probably one of the most famous brands I love Prada I always think where this. like if I had to wear one brand for the rest of my life and you're thinking like it has to be suitable for everyday wear and nighttime I'm probably picking Prada because it's just like the most wearable, I think. Obviously they do like high fashion as well, but I just like their everyday clothes as well. I, like, I just like both ends of the spectrum with Prada. And I love their shoes, I love their bags. It's just a classic. Um, But yeah, it was so cool, so amazing to be there. On the way back, I need to give you a recommendation because I watched this documentary on the way back. I've actually watched two amazing rec- documentaries recently that I need to recommend you. But oh my God, something that like warned my heart today. So when I come to the Spotify studios, which is where I am right now, I just shoot, um, record this. Um, podcast i have to be like let in to the studios by security and there's always like a little like two and a half minutes where i'm sat with security to like chatting to them like catching up whatever i gave the security guy maybe like two weeks ago a recommendation it was anyone but you i think i recommended it to you guys as well it was that um like rom-com with glenn poyle and sydney sweeney and I gave him, he was saying he liked, like, rom-coms. And I was like, oh, my God, I watched one in the cinema, like, the other day, called Anyone But You. It was so good. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll have to give that a watch. And, like, I recommend things to people all the time. And they're always like, yeah, I'll have to give that a watch. And I never actually, like, think that they will. But today I came in to the studio and he was, like, sat there. And I was like, hey, how are you? And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, I watched a movie that you recommended me. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, like I was about to cry. Like, like I was like, that is the most heartwarming thing ever that you went home and you thought oh like Olivia's recommended me something let me watch it like he like he thought of me like he like that like has that ever happened to you guys when you've recommended something to someone like recommended something to someone and then they actually watch it and they're like yeah i watched the thing you recommended and it's like <gasps> you trust me that much that you watched my recommendation? Like, it actually just wore my heart so much. If you guys have ever watched something that I recommended to you, please text me about it. Because, like, that just, like, was the best thing ever. Like, it was, like, such an honor that he, like, took two hours out of his day to watch a movie that I recommended. Wow. And he loved it as well. So I was like, let me just keep... Rec-. Every week, I'm going to come with a new recommendation for him. Anyway, um, I need to recommend you guys this documentary, Greatest Night in Pop, on Netflix. um and I'm just, like, not a big documentary person either, like, well, maybe I am, actually, because recently I've been watching documentaries, and they're so good, and the other one is, um, Lover Stalker Killer on Netflix, watched on the plane yesterday on the way back from Milan, so fucking good, anyway, on the plane, I don't know if I told you guys this, like, sometimes, I think I did, I told you guys, like, my brain goes crazy on the plane, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) I don't know what it is, like, I just like start like my brain goes into overdrive it won't shut up I make all these plans I like it's like the same when I get massages actually like my brain just like I, I, I like it needs to slow down it goes too fast and um, anyway on the plane yesterday I watched that documentary and then it finished and I was like sat there with my own thoughts and I was just writing all these things on let me see what I wrote down actually uh, well I, I made like an amazing plan which I'm gonna tell you after because it's actually the most exciting thing I've done in a while but I also wrote down some things in my notes hey this one's a poor thought you guys all right you know when you um when you do sport and you get injured or like i don't do this but i always see like people in the gym or like people like in sport especially like football and stuff right or rugby when men get injured okay it's not just men it's also women i'm sure but but they put that like blue tape that blue sports tape on their leg what the fuck does that do how like i was watching recently someone was like doing a running vlog and they're like yeah i've had to tape up my knee because my knee's fucked like, the, like, yeah, my knee's fucked. And I was like, how is putting sellotape on your skin affecting your bone? And, like, I've asked so many people. Like, no one has the answer for me. Like, it makes no sense at all. Anyway, the other thing I thought of, right? You've always talked about how you want to be a pilot. You know, I get questions all the time. And, Olivia, like, are you going be to become a pilot? And I'm like, yeah, okay, realistically, I'm never going to become a commercial pilot. But I would still love to get my pilot's license. And I keep putting it off because there's no airfields near me. Obviously, I live in, like, central London. So the closest one is, like, an hour and a half away. It's, like, where the airports are, you know? Like, it has to be out in the country. And it's, like, even further than the airports because they can't have, like, a, a little airfield with people flying, like, small planes near, like, Heathrow or something. Otherwise, that might be a bit difficult for all the planes flying out of Heathrow. But they're, like, they're, like, really far away. And, like, sometimes... I've, I've done a couple lessons in... London let me give you a bit of a backstory in case you don't know basically when I was younger I really wanted to become a pilot and I started getting flight lessons when I was 14 and my whole thing was I did work experience at, like flight simulators because a lot of like commercial pilots will learn how to fly like for example when they're flying like um when they're transitioning from flying a small plane to like an airbus like a like a proper plane that you would go on for example they do it in simulators because they can't learn and like trial and error on one of those huge planes i can't fucking crash those planes otherwise it would cost them millions of points and they would also die so they do it in simulators um which is basically just like a big box on top of like stilts and the stilts move and inside it looks like you're flying a real plane and like they've fully done the cockpit inside and they're actually really really realistic like, of course they have to be because that's how pilots learn how to fly a, like a jet so i did like my work experience there's a big center in dublin where a lot of pilots will go to learn i did my work experience there i did like hours and hours in the sim um and, and yeah i've done about like I would say maybe, like, 10 hours in, a like, an, a normal plane. But it's, like, a tiny plane. It's, like, a two-seater. And it's so fun. And I loved it so much. And I was going to go to flight school. But then COVID hit. All the pilots lost their jobs. And I started doing YouTube. And I was like, oh, this is just like, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to be a, a commercial pilot. Doing YouTube is way more fun. And honestly, I don't regret my decision once, like, one bit. Because I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't made that decision. But there's a part of me that's still, like, oh, I, f-, like, I like, dreamed about that life for years like that was my whole thing my whole bit in school was like, I'm gonna be a pilot and like told everyone I'm gonna be a pilot and like its just it was like a ch- it was a childhood dream like you know how some people are like oh I want to like grow up and be an astronaut or I want to grow up and be a doctor like my whole thing was I want to be grow up and be a pilot and then when I like obviously decided okay I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna go to pilot school and spend the 120k to become a full-on pilot and get my full license which would just be fucking stupid because like there's just no need for me to do that I mean I could do a full career switch but I just couldn't I'm too used to this now like I just love this life I couldn't then get a oh the thing about being a pilot is I was I was going to say I couldn't get a nine-to-five job but it's not a nine-to-five job it's that's why I always want to do it because I was like I could never imagine myself in an office doing nine-to-five or even being a doctor for example like yeah that like there is a part of me I'm like "Mm, I could definitely be a surgeon in like my past life because I love all that shit. Like, I love gory stuff. I love watching, like, surgeries on YouTube and stuff. You know you can, like, f- watch full, like, u- surgeries on YouTube. Like, them cutting into skin and everything. I love that. But it's like, but, like, I just am really interested in all that. I think maybe Grace Anatomy did that to me. But, yeah, I, I could never imagine myself, like, going in, like, going into work at nine and leaving at five. I just, I couldn't, like, I'm not good at schedule like that. I'm not good at routine, I don't think. And that's why I want to be a pilot. Because you literally do, like, three days a week and you like fly like they can't overwork you because if they overwork you you might get tired and crash the plane and kill everyone so um you literally just like fly to bahamas stay there for two days in the sun and then fly back in i was like that is my fucking dream life honestly if you're listening to this and you're 14 and you're trying to pick a career path be a pilot like okay, obviously don't listen to me but like dream job no like that, that, that could be an amazing life i don't know how we got onto that but anyway when i decided i'm not gonna do that i was like I I should definitely get my private pilot's license. So that's like anyone can get their private pilot's license. I think you have to do 45 hours of flying and then you have to do like nine exams on the floor. And it means you can basically fly like a four seater plane pretty much. That's the biggest you can go can I can maybe, where could I? I could could fly to like France. I I honestly could fly anywhere I wanted with that PPL, but it's like I couldn't fly like a private jet or anything, you know? I couldn't fly like a commercial plane. Um, So it's quite small, but I could fly to another country if i wanted with that ppl i was like yeah i'll do it someday and then as time like i said that when i was 18 i'm now 22 four years have slipped away from me and i have done i think two lessons since i moved to london i can't be bothered to drive an hour and a half every time i want to do a flight lesson and also 45 hours that's me driving back and forth an hour and a half 45 times it's just not realistic i was like never gonna do it so then i was like on the plane yesterday and i was like having a thought obviously i was on the plane so i was thinking about being a pilot i was like I could do a crash course so I know this airfield um it's an airfield beside this hotel that I sometimes stay at in the countryside like in the Cotswolds like quite near London it's like an hour and a half two hours from London and it's so nice and I stayed there once and I was bored and I saw a little plane flying over I wasn't bored it was just like it's a very slow way of living there. there's nothing to do like but like go to the sauna and go in the pool and go on like country walks anyway I was on like a walk one day at this hotel and um a little plane flew above me and I was like oh my god it was like a little Cessna I was like there must be a, a, a an airfield near here so I looked it up and there was an airfield like literally a five minute drive so I rang them up and I was like can I come for a lesson tomorrow and they're like yeah sure so I went down went for a lesson it was good but like the, the instructor was so nice everyone there was really really nice and I was like on the I was on the plane yesterday I was like oh my god let me bring them tomorrow and see if I can do like a crash course like in a week get as many hours done as possible and then maybe i like do all my exams as well like i'll revise i'll, I'll book the week off and um, for a, like in summertime so i get good weather for the whole week so i can fly every day and that's obviously like a few months away so in that time i'll revise and get all my exams done like my ground exams so you have to obviously do ground exams for like radio and wind and all that shit and like instrument reading like you know you need to like know the plane in and out and like, oh yeah, obviously you have to do a lot of theory exam. It's like when you learn how to drive, you need to do a theory exam as well. But there are a lot more exams when it comes to getting your pilot's license you have to do. Anyway, um, I was like, this is a perfect idea. But like also it might not be possible. Like I can't get my full fucking license in like 10 days, can I? So I ring up and I chat away to them. And they're like, yeah, sounds like a great idea. That's what we specialize in. We do express PPLs. And like um, if you just stay at a hotel nearby for a week, we can get it done so I've booked myself in for a crash course to get my PPL, and that's private pilot's license, by the way, and I said to someone yesterday, I was like, yeah, sorry, I need a phone, so I'm booking the PPL, and they thought I said BBL, <laughs> I was like, no, wrong one, Um. so yeah, guys, and like, I want to cry, because like, I have literally been talking about doing this for so many years, and I'm finally doing it, and it's just going to be like the best week of my life, I'm going to vlog the whole thing, and I literally just like, they were like, yeah, so you just come every morning. We'll do a big, like, flying session in the morning. You can have your lunch, and we'll do a flying session in the afternoon. And then, obviously, like, I'll have to go home at, like, 6, because, um, not home, I'll go back to the... I'm just going to stay at the hotel nearby for a week. And... Um, which is going to be fucking pricey. But anyway, these are. I'm just going to do it because I've been talking about it for so long. But yeah, so then I'll have to go back at like six because you can't fly. I mean, you can fly in the dark, but I don't want to learn how to fly in the dark. Um, So then I'll just go back to my hotel and I'll have cute early nights in. I'll light the fire. They've got like fireplaces in it. Maybe I'll go for a little sauna and a steam and then I'll do the same thing for a week. And it's literally going to be like, I'm like learning how to be a pilot and it's going to be the best thing. And by the end of the week, I'm going to be able to fly solo. And guys, you don't know, like, How long I've been waiting to do this. And I know obviously it's like a couple of months away, but like when I hung up the phone with them and like we got it all like sorted and booked, I was like near tears. Like I was just so excited. And also like it, I feel like it gives me like a purpose in life. Like sometimes I get really like lost in this. Like obviously what I do is amazing and I love everything I do. And I'm so, but like, I don't know. I just, I needed something to work towards. I think I was getting too comfortable and like, Doing the same thing over and over again. So now that I've got like a little... It's like a little side quest. But it's honestly like my main quest. Like I'm just so excited. And I'm like really excited to revise for something. My friend was over last night. And he was like... We were watching TV. And I was like, mm, I'm bored of this. Do you want to do some like GCSE past papers? <laughs> he was like, what? And I was like, I just love exercising my brain a little bit like i love all that stuff so we did like um some gcse like quick fire quizzes honestly like i've gotten so stupid as well like i was getting like four out of ten and all these quizzes so i was like i'm glad we're doing this like i need to like i need to get better at this we did some geo if you've never done geo i would highly recommend it's basically this like game on on the internet it basically drops you anywhere in the world as if you're on google maps and you have to like go down the road and like look at signs and look at cars and try figure out where you, where in the world you are and then you like drop a pin in the, like where in the world you think you are you have like two minutes I mean you can set the timer for how long you want to do it, but we had two minutes so like you could be in like Japan or you could be in like the middle of America and you just have to guess and it was so fun it really exercised the brain and obviously I do Wordle like every day Wordle's the best thing ever it uh, doesn't really exercise the brain to be honest but I think it's important to keep doing that kind of shit whenever because like I was just getting comfortable not using their brain, um. So now I'm really excited that i like actually have to like buy revision books and like fully study for these ground exams I'm doing. I mean it's so pointless because like I'm not actually doing anything with this pilot license. Like I'm literally like probably never gonna fly. Like if if I like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fly my friends. I mean oh my god I could I could fly my friends to another country. Maybe I should do that, but also I'm not gonna rent a plane that's so fucking expensive. Um, but it's just it's just something that I need to do for myself because I've been talking about it for so long and I feel like it will make my mum and dad really proud. Um and also like my mum, like for my Christmas and birthday presents growing up would always get me flight lessons because I was gonna be a pilot. Like that was my whole promise. I was like, if you get me flight lessons, because they were expensive, they were a hundred pounds per lesson. My mum was like, uh, okay, like I'll I'll do this for you, but like you have to be a pilot. And then I didn't become a violet. So, like, I feel like she would be kind of raging at me. So, no, she's going to be happy. I still haven't told them yet, but they're going to be so buzzing. Oh, my God, I cannot wait, guys. Can you imagine? Like, I'm fully going to be up on a plane in the sky on my own. I was, like, debating saying this on, like, on my podcast. Because people, like, often say that you shouldn't tell people your plans. Or, like, because of the evil eye and stuff. Like, I'm so, I don't really believe in that stuff. I love, love sharing things with you. And if something exciting is coming up, I need to tell you so we can get excited together and i can tell you how my like studying for my exams goes Ah, oh, so excited also woke up today and it was so sunny and i i know i'm getting ahead of myself and it is february wait what day is it okay so it's the end of february so it's nearly march i say it's pretty much march it's pretty much springtime actually when you think about it and it was so yeah i woke up this morning it was so sunny and there was actually um i i slept with my curtains open because i had to wake up early this morning and if i close my curtains i will sleep until 4 p.m. I've been really bad at that recently. I've been having a lot of lions and I don't like it. So I've been sitting with my curtains open. And usually it's like fine because it's like so grey and dull. But I woke up this morning and I, it was like it was actually like I don't I don't love waking up with the sun like shining in my eyes. It's not ideal. But, it, but I was like, oh, at least it's sunny. And there's also tree surgeons like in my next door neighbors were having they were getting surgery done on their trees, whatever the fuck you call that. They're basically cutting down trees or something. But there was a tree surgeon in a tree right outside my bedroom window and I was like oh like usually that would put me in a bad mood waking up to someone sawing a tree with a direct eye line into my bed um but I wasn't even like mad about it because it was so sunny and it was like oh summer is on its way and I was getting so excited and I woke up this morning and I was like right I'm gonna do some things today that like remind me of summer like I'm just oh guys when the sun starts shining I really start to become an... I mean I've been in a really good mood the past couple the past couple months to be honest I've been I've been, te- I've been gloating about it a little bit haven't I but like let me just tell you some things that I do when the sun starts shining, we start move, when we start transitioning into spring, summer that just put me in a better mood. I feel like everyone's in a better mood in summer. Every, like winter is depressing. I mean, I I do things to make myself not depressed in winter, but like in summer, I don't. I feel like I don't even have to do that. You know what I'm excited for? Changing back to iced coffee. I've been a hot coffee drinker for a couple months now, which is fun. But let me tell you something that's bad actually about it. it stains your teeth. Um. Drinking coffee, obviously, coffee's not good for your the whiteness of your teeth. Um, and I'm not drinking hot coffee with a straw. That feels illegal. So because of that, I've been sipping hot coffee all day. And it's been making my teeth not great. Um, whereas whenever it's summer, I can go back to my iced coffee again. I used to be, I actually was um, for a while, like a for a couple of years, actually, I would, I would drink my iced coffee in winter. But recently, my circulation's gotten bad. Honestly, like I think i've started to turn into my mom as the the years have gone on because my mom has terrible circulations so she's got a uh, rhinoids what's that disease called Whatever that disease is called, where you have really bad circulation in your hands, my mum's got that, um, and i started to get that as I've gotten older. So I can't drink, I can't hold iced coffees anymore in the in the winter. It's not a viable option for me. Another thing that like I've noticed is I was on live the other day and someone was like, "Tell us about your cheek filler." Like, and I've actually got a, a couple of comments, people being like, "You've obviously done something to your cheekbone. You've got cheek filler," and I was like, "No, I haven't." I would tell you guys if I got fucking cheek filler. I, I would I don't recommend. I mean, obviously each to their own, everyone do their own thing. But I would never recommend filler to anyone. And I would never get filler myself. Obviously, if you got if you want to get filler, get filler and I'm not gonna fucking put you off. But like filler migrates. Filler doesn't just dissolve, you know, like it doesn't it has to go somewhere. Obviously, a little bit might dissolve or a little bit might be like broken down by your body, but it never really goes away. And it always just moves about your face. And with lip filler, it'll just like, um, what's it called? Can't remember the name for it exactly, but it just kind of spreads all around your lips and it can kind of make you look like you've got this like shadow mustache and it's called migration, that's it, migration. Um, and it always just like spreads out a bit around your lips. So I know that's what happens to um, lip filler when it migrates. But then I'm like thinking, okay, well, if you get, filler in your cheeks which a lot of people do or filler in your nose or under your eyes people get a lot of filler because it makes you look like you've not got bags and people get jaw filler they get the whole thing and I'm like that's gonna move around your face surely if lip filler migrates a little bit out around your lips and where the fuck is it going in your cheeks is it moving down i don't know it's just like oh it's a really risky game filler and i wouldn't i i personally wouldn't recommend it because although it might look good for the first couple of weeks or months or however it's gonna migrate and you never know where it's gonna go and i wouldn't recommend um to a friend but anyway people always ask me have you got cheek, cheek filler now?" and i'm like no but i think as I get older, I might be looking more and more like my mum. Because my mum has really like, well, my cheekbones don't look anything like hers. I fucking wish. She looks like she's had like three rounds of fucking uh buccal fat removal. Like she's got amazing cheekbones. So maybe I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm just turning a little bit more into my mum. So I'm getting bad circulation. But also people are commenting asking me if I've got cheek filler. But one thing I can say, actually, I needed to speak to you guys about this. So I talked about how I got uh masseter Botox in my jaw because I grind my teeth actually that's really sore. I was grinding really badly last night. I could tell when I woke up this morning. I grind my teeth really badly in my sleep and so bad actually that I broke my my permanent retainer the other day or the other way. I don't know if I told you guys that <laughs> yeah I needed to fix that because also my teeth um have stayed in place after my braces so well because I got a permanent retainer which is like on the back of my teeth, but I broke it from grinding. And now my teeth are starting to move. And I'm like, if things don't, if I don't sort this out soon, I'm going to get my fucking Nanny McPhee. I used to have like snaggle teeth, like literally teeth coming out of my nose. And if I'm not careful, it's going to go back to that because uh, I can feel them already start to move. Anyway, um, I grind my teeth at night. And when I do that, it also builds up a muscle in your jaw. Like your, my jaw muscle was really, really strong. And when I clenched, like, you know, I would get like a big like bulge here. Not a big bulge, but in a way, I never really thought about it before until um, I was like, right, you know what? Like, let me like, try master of Botox I got master of Botox it helped so much with the pain from um from grinding my, my jaw muscle there like my master of muscle wasn't as strong so when I grinded it wasn't with so much force and it also like sl- like it slims down that muscle a little bit so I felt like it made my my whole face look a little bit more snatched so it was like win-win situation here this is amazing like I loved it so much I was like recommending it to anyone who had like um teeth grinding I was like you should get master Botox is so good and then I went and got a top up a couple weeks ago I never really thought about the risks of Mastur Botox really like I did not really I don't really think anything bad could go wrong but I was getting this like tingling here um since I got it done this whole area of my face has felt like a bit numb and it's just felt we- really weird and like sometimes it's a bit painful and stuff and I was, it's since I got my master Botox, and I don't know what's happened but I think maybe like getting the botox there has affected like a muscle all the way or like a nerve I was thinking maybe it's a nerve thing um it, it, yeah it must be no affected a nerve thing here and ever since it's felt really sore and I realized that my, that part of my face is paralyzed and I was like oh my god I need to fucking tell the podcast this because I always like go on about how much I love master Botox, and I never really said anything about the risks of it until now I like I don't know if you can tell when I smile this bit of my face isn't I it's really not that noticeable but it's obviously noticeable for me because it's fucked up my smile a little bit like yeah this bit of my face is like fully fucking paralyzed and I need to like go to the doctor and be like hey what have you done to me um but like I I don't have feeling like I know I have a little bit of feeling but it's just the 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 muscles just isn't working and it's really sad because it's affecting my smile and, like, I was, like, asking Ruby to take photos of me yesterday when I was, like, going to the Prada show. And I was, like, oh, I, I don't want to be, like, super serious. So I'm going to smile. And she, it, that's when I fully noticed. Because, like, I oh, I felt this tingling for ages. And I like, didn't know what it was. So I did a couple of smiling photos. And then I was, like, looking at them after. I was, like, why does my smile look so weird? Like, it doesn't look like me. Like it's not, That's not my smile. And I I like my smile. Like, I look super, like, usually, like, I don't know. I just like my smile. I've never I've never had a problem with, smi- with my smile. And then I was, like, ooh. like, i look weird smiling right now and it's because this bit of my face is paralyzed um so now i don't like my smile which is super sad and i need to fix it and i'm sure the feeling will or like the movement of it will come back it's like botox like wears off within like two months but yeah you guys need to think about that like it can really fuck up your face like any any work you get done to your face will fuck it up potentially so be careful that's my warning for you if i talked about flying at the start of the year i mean I, it's always been one of my resolutions is to like get my ppl and i don't i'm not big on like new year's resolutions but i think i said to you guys that my one goal of the year was to be invited to a wedding that was like my one thing i was like i've never been to a wedding before i want someone to take me as their date, and i just want to have like a super like i don't know i just think wedding seems so fun um so i've been invited to a wedding with my friend his brother is getting married he's invited like our whole friend group in Portugal it's on my fucking birthday so I'm so excited for that I'm really h- hoping that comes happens um but like yeah he's like said we can all go so I've been invited to a wedding and i booked to get my PPL and I'm like this is like gonna be the best year of my life <laughs> like, I've been invited to a wedding and I'm like this is gonna be the best year of my life but I just have a really good feeling and like I'm actually finally doing things like I'm like people things are starting to happen in life things have always started to happen in life shut up Olivia but I'm just like super proud of myself for actually fucking doing this finally because you know you've been talking about something for years and then it actually comes into fruition is that a saying is that a word is it fruition I don't know anyway you know what I'm trying to say um so if you've been thinking about doing something for a while you've been thinking about starting a new hobby if you've been thinking about taking a course learning a language anything just fucking do it because I just did it and it's made me feel I didn't just do it obviously I, I mean I just booked it but like I just I just feel so proud and accomplished that I've actually fucking put something I said that I have wanted to do into actual actions um but yeah thanks for listening to this week's podcast I love you so much hope you're enjoying the sunny weather watch it like by the time you're listening there's be like raining and snowing again but I'm putting good vibes into the universe so it should stay sunny for you <laughs> anyway love you see you on Friday bye